This is the Mach 1 Market Moment with the team at Mach 1 Financial Group in Northwest Arkansas. Hey everybody, welcome into the Mach 1 Market Moment with the team from Mach 1 Financial Group. Mark Tillian here alongside Mike Frost, and today we're going to have a little conversation about, unfortunately, things that do tend to happen in life, and we have to make sure that we're willing to address this and look at it. And on the podcast today, we're going to dive into the topic of what to do when we lose a loved one here on the Mach 1 Market Moment. So, uh, Mike, welcome in, sir. How are you? Fantastic, Mark. And yourself? Doing pretty good. Hanging in there. Hope that everybody's safe and sane during all these uh, interesting times we're living in. And, you know, it's not a pleasant topic, Mike, but I figured it's one we should definitely discuss because, unfortunately, you know, these things happen without, you know, a a virus running around the world. Uh, And it's something that we still have to address and and have to, you know, move through because while we're dealing with this emotionally, there's still the financial side of things that, unfortunately, will present themselves. That's right, Mark. And, you know, we're all going to go at some point. We don't know anybody that's lived forever. And uh, a death of a spouse or death of a loved one, what really makes it better is if there's been any planning done. Even if it's not, there's some things we need to discuss. Take some pressure off a little bit. And and, and obviously, like I said, we're all grieving. So we know we're going to all grieve. So we're not going to really touch too much on the emotional side. We're going to keep this from a financial standpoint. So uh, when somebody comes to you or when you have a new client or, or some situation, whatever the case might be, typically what is the, the biggest item that is they're concerned with is it usually just understanding the difference in income levels or what do you typically find is the the biggest concern the biggest concern is mark is depending on which spouse that or the loved one that passed away is what is it do we have you know what support portfolio look like will i have enough to live on now and a lot of that will involve social security and things like that but that's the biggest is i just don't know what what do i do and what we highly encourage folks to do take that first six months and just kind of let the dust settle and let's figure out where things are right okay now so what are some challenges some of the immediate challenges and and you kind of touched on a couple there but kind of go through maybe uh, some bullet points or some things that uh, tend to you know be the immediate challenges folks will face well assuming they're both retired and both on social security then the way social security works is uh, if you're both on social security and one dies then you're going to lose part of that income you're going to get whichever one's the highest but then you're still going to lose a piece of that So how does that affect your operating budget, your going forward budget? And then the other piece is your taxes. As a couple, you're going to get at least a $24,000 standard deduction. A single person was only going to get like a $12,000 standard deduction. So that really impacts people's uh, finances. And then they about having a will or things like that. If they don't have a will, that's a whole nother issue. And again, that's part of the planning process. The thing we, we often find, Mark, is when, when they have life insurance, they may not realize that they actually have to do something to get that money. The life insurance company is not going to say, okay, I read the obituary. Here's your check. There's some things you have to do. One of those is a right. death certificate. You have to submit that. You know, and I think one of the things, Mike, that people do tend to overlook is that is that tax piece. And I think a lot of times we, you know, we kind of assume that there's some of these things that are going to transpire. But I think a lot of times if you've been you've been married for 40 years and you've been filing married jointly for 40 years, you're just kind of in that groove. And you, it doesn't even dawn on you that your tax rates are going to, you know probably go up because you're now going to be listed as a single. So I think that's one of those places. And again, you tell me because you do this every day, but that's one of the places that people I think often tend to overlook. 
It, it is a, uh, a a sleeping giant there hmm. because if you're used to that $24,000 deduction and you're pulling stuff out of IRAs or 401ks and you pull out just enough to stay under that and now you lose half of it right. and you still have that those expenses, you might not have all of them, but most of them, it, it could cause you a significant tax issue. Yeah. Well, you know, to kind of conclude and kind of just bundle this up, and again, we're doing you know this little podcast here on uh, you know the various topics we do investing, finance, and retirement. And today we're talking about some things to consider uh, from a financial standpoint with the death of a spouse. Share with us maybe a scenario or something like that where you've seen or had to work through a situation where, you know, a spouse was left, you know, kind of behind the eight ball, if you will, due to the fact of of poor planning ahead of time. Because you mentioned earlier when we started this, if, you know, some proper planning has been done in the process, it makes this so much easier. And if not, kind of share with us some of the things to look out for or situation that you've seen. And Mark, you're right on it. It's the planning part of this. And I had a dear friend passed away at age 52 uh, and he had taken out a lot of student loans for his children. So he, he paid that, paid their college. Mm-hmm. And now he passes away student loans in his name. So he still has to pay them. As you know, student loans are, you can't bankrupt those. And so he leaves his spouse you know, with a mortgage, we've got to pay all these student loans and actually not enough life insurance to really to cover all of that. So uh, a little bit more planning on their part. Of course, nobody expected him to pass away at 52, but unexpected things do happen. And that's why seeing an advisor, seeing someone like us at Mach 1, just to sit down and work through the process of making a plan. And, and we look at all those contingencies. You know, do you have enough life insurance? Do you have long-term care insurance? You know, what if? Do you have a will? Do you have a trust? Ask all those things now when it's like, well, I don't really think about that, but the planning, when it does happen, and it does happen to folks, it's like, oh, okay, I've got this. It's not going to be that big a deal. Okay. And then just to kind of end on a positive note, on the other hand, you know, on the other side of it, um, someone who was left in a, in a great situation because they took the time, you know, because they sat down as a couple or whatever and planned ahead of time. Uh, this has happened again. This happened to a neighbor of mine. Uh, the husband passed away. The, this and he took care of everything. I mean everything. And the spouse really didn't know. Like, are, are I okay? Or am I not okay? Come to find out, she was very much okay because of the pre-planning. I mean, adequate life insurance, had investments. You know, things that would take care of her and the family after his passing. So after the initial shock, it was like. And she was so much more respectful. And I don't know if that's the right word or not, but appreciative of what her spouse did by planning for their future, even after he was gone. All right, folks. Well, there you go. That's going to do it for our podcast this week. Obviously, a lot, you know, there's way more that goes into it than just the the seven or eight minutes that we spent talking about it today. So if you've got questions or concerns or you want to make sure that you're planning properly uh, for that time of life, again, we're all going to get there at some point. Make sure you reach out to the team at Mach 1 Financial Group. Find them online at mach-1financial.com. That's mach the number number one financial.com or call them before you take any action. You should always check with a qualified professional like the retirement income planning specialists at Mach one financial group, 479-876-2100. Your number to call 479-876-2100. Mike, thanks for your time this week on the podcast. I'll talk to you soon. All right, Mark. Have a great day. Appreciate you. Stay safe folks. And we will see you next time here on the Mach one market moment. 
Mach 1 Financial Group Incorporated, Mach 1, is an SEC-registered investment advisor located in Bentonville, Arkansas. Mach 1 may only transact business in those states in which it maintains a notice filing or qualifies for an exemption or exclusion from registration requirements. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of the firm by the commission, nor does it indicate that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability. All investment strategies have the potential for profit or loss. For full disclosures, please visit mock-1financial.com slash disclosures.